0: To another edition of Canton Bound, the NFL half of our Campus to Canton podcast. Here, as always, I'm Colin, and this is Austin. Don't sound so
1: excited to be here, Colin.
0: It's a Thursday
1: night. Where else would you be at ten sixteen p.m. Eastern on 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 Thursday evening if it wasn't here with me talking about the NFL,
0: our first love? That's that's a great point. It's a great point. I would probably be in bed watching netflix and doing something back end of the site related we're doing a rank i'm I'm updating the player pool for for the uh for our rankings with all the transfers finally now that they've started to slow down a little bit colin Uh, never sleeps it's true that's that's what i would be doing i'd Um, probably be asleep yeah you're you're not you're not that early in bed are you
1: if i had my way i would be in bed and Kelsey would have stopped talking to me by like 9 30. <laughs> <laughs> does it, does anybody else have that issue? I don't know. This sounds like a stand up bit, you know. Mm-hmm. Everybody hey, else here. Um <laughs> yeah, they just always like someone always wants to talk to me. I'm like I
0: yeah. talked
1: to you for the last three hours. There's nothing else to talk to. Let me mm-hmm. let me close my eyes, we go to sleep, chat with you tomorrow.
0: Yeah, mine's mine's that, except like. I put her to sleep and then I leave the room and then go do other stuff till like midnight. One AM sneaky. Yeah. sneaky. You and the pop? Uh It's 50, 50, whether he comes with me or not. If, if he, if he's really tired, he'll stay in there. If he's not, he'll come out with me and, you know, he'll chew a bone and lay on the couch or whatever with me. Just hang out. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. We, I started watching a new show called the recruit on Netflix. It's about a, a CIA lawyer so maybe that'll be up your alley i watched the first 30 seconds of that and it didn't grab me is
1: it good like should i it's, actually like put in the time to, to sit and watch it
0: uh it depends on what your taste is but i like it it's like it is more actiony than you would think a show about a lawyer would be and there's actually there's like something supposed to mean that's a good point suits was a good show um but there's there's some like good humor in it too um the guy's kind of like a complete doofus like he has no idea what he's doing that's kind of funny Um, sounds like it's about me (laughs) i am easily entertained by tv shows though so i have learned that my opinion on tv shows is typically not one that other people share i have a low bar for what
1: i will watch I know we don't want to spend a lot of time talking about stuff that isn't football. We generally get feedback that a couple minutes is okay and anything more than yeah. that, just shut the fuck up and get the football <laughs> talk. Um, I lived I lived with Colin's brother for three years in college and basically four years because I did not enjoy my roommate at all my freshman year, so I slept mm-hmm. on their floor quite often. Um, your brother, I'm assuming you guys have similar tastes and things. Their, t- their taste in movies and stuff was freaking god-awful, man. Stuff that they always wanted to like, let's watch the Fast and the Furious. Fast and Furious sucks. Why would I ever want to watch that? I had them watch one good movie one time and they called me names for weeks about this movie.
0: <laughs> I know a movie that you is. know what I'm talking <laughs> yeah, about. Uh, it was inappropriate
1: and it's a very long time ago, so I'm not going to lay that out over here. Uh, but I was the victim in this whole scenario. Um, so naturally, I'm naturally. sure that I would I agree that your taste in whatever you're watching probably is crap.
0: Look, if I as long as I can be entertained and I'm not like I know as long as I don't like I'm like, all right, this is terrible. I need to turn this off. Like the last thing that I have not made it all the way through on was the new Space Jam movie. Like that was just god awful. It was terrible, but I did manage to watch the whole thing. Wow, oh, I couldn't do it. I couldn't. It was, bad. It was so bad. Like, yeah. But, you know, I, I do a lot of TV as background noise. So if a TV show doesn't like grab me right away. Like, I'll still keep going with it but then I'll usually like do other things. It's just background noise. So as long gotcha. as I can be entertained, I'm good. Yeah. Nice. Okay. All right. But uh we'll get we'll get into football now. I think um, we hit our
1: let me yeah. It says yeah. 5 minutes at the top of the screen there. I don't know what that equates out
0: to when we upload this, but I'm sure it's close to that. So yeah, roughly. Um so not too much news this week. We're not really going to get into the DeMar Hamlin thing. Uh, that has been talked about a lot. Uh, and I don't think anybody really wants to hear our opinions on it. Um, you don't think but,
1: people want to hear my opinion on this call?
0: I don't think that people want to hear your opinion about a lot of different things, but fair enough. Who am I? You know, uh, the only thing I'll say about it, the, the NFL did announce today that the Bills Bengals game for week 17 is ruled a no contest. Uh, I don't know exactly what that's going to mean. I don't know if it's going to be ties or if they're just going to wipe it. It um, doesn't
1: count. Yeah. 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 No contest. and not even a
0: tie. Yeah. It's not going to okay. happen. There we go. That's, that's your lawyer ease there, smarter than I am. Uh, but just for anybody who was still waiting on the NFL's decision for how to handle week 17, uh, here you go. NFL's ruling it no contest. So you can move on with your backup idea of a pot split or counting week 18 stats or however you decide to handle that.
1: I would like the record to reflect <laughs> real quick that about six minutes into this episode of Can Bound, Colin just said I'm smarter than he is. So. Um whoever's listening to this mark mark that down special it's, occasion it's funny finally
0: can't bound nobody's listening to this one
1: finally after hundreds of episodes together people finally <laughs> Colin finally admitted I'm smarter
0: jokes on you though
1: because I edit this so I'm going to completely edit that yeah. out In but another 300 episodes will tell me I'm better looking finally too which we've all also known for years so um just it's stating the obvious slowly but surely on this show Colin
0: that's all that we're really going to talk about here for news because the fantasy season is basically over. Um, how, how, how I, Colin,
1: do you have any leagues that it was contentious? Uh, not even content, but like there, if they, the matchup was close enough that, that you've needed some sort of alternate solution other than person A concedes or person B, you know, whatever, like
0: we'll just chop the pot. I mean, what, what have, what have you seen in your leagues? Um, so the one league that, is uh, that that, there was like a difficult decision here. Now, everybody was very, very amenable to kind of whatever we decided. So um, hat tips to everybody that I'm in leagues with. I didn't see any um, obnoxious comments or any people getting upset about it. The one league though was our 24 team um, C2C versus NIL league, uh, which for anybody who's not familiar with that, we have 12 members of our C2C staff, 12 members of our NIL tier, um subscribers uh in a 24-team league, single copy on the NFL side, all one league, two copies Opp- on the opposite
1: single
0: copy uh, on oh, yeah, yeah.
1: Side. double copy on.
0: yes, I got that you. was on the NFL side, on the NCA side, NFL side is um two 12-team division divisions with two copies, and the championship on the NFL side is the last week, week 17. So it's championship for division one C2C championship for division two. And I asked, uh, is overall score that week, the problem arose where you're now taking two different matchups and trying to calculate and figure out how it all would have played out. And there's two copies. So it got kind of complicated and the championship would have been like about five points based on like projections and stuff. So it was going to be really close. Fortunately, um, PJ, member of our C2C staff, um, was on the NFL side, and he and um, I actually don't know the name. This person's name. His Discord name is is, is Fatty Seventeen. Um, he won on that side, and they just decided to chop. So they're both very amenable. It's
1: funny that that's the league that you had that happen. In. I'm also in this league, but I don't run it, mm-hmm. so I don't care. And I my NFL team was. How do I put this mildly? Doo-doo.
0: It's funny that that's the league, though,
1: right? (laughs) Well, the league that inspired that league is the 2014 Toontown League that we are both Mm -hmm. in, and we had a very similar problem. And not only do we have a similar problem, but I am the commissioner, and I was also the team that was probably going to win because I had Josh Allen, Stephon Diggs, and Tremaine Edmonds. I was only Mm -hmm. down by 28 points or something like that. That So it felt very wrong for me to be like, what? I think Austin was going to win. Well, who said that?
0: Who said that?
1: Like, <laughs> like, what the fuck was that? <laughs> Someone said I was gonna win. I I, I don't know, but okay. O- oil, good. oil, you so, cooking? Um, yeah, that was it. So we're we're that there's the, one of us was so far behind that it. it didn't matter. The other three of us are, are discussing it right now. I'm probably fine with some sort of chop, um, but uh, as long as I get the biggest piece of the chop, that's all I right. care about. So
0: right. um, yeah. all about you. Yes, exactly. <laughs> I'm making this all about me. Yes. Yeah. Naturally. Yeah. So. Of course, those are like the two leagues that are the most complicated. And those are the two that are the ones that would be affected the most and the most close.
1: And it's really it's really. So, again, I have not heard anybody. First off, anybody that's that's arguing about people like you're arguing against yourself. No, I've literally not seen anybody be a dick about this.
0: I haven't but, either. But it doesn't mean those people don't exist.
1: And again, not to make I do not want to make this about me. I was in five championships last week. That was the only one that I was going to win, and I was like, ha, 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 ha "I'm gonna win one." And then that happened. I was like, you gotta be fucking kidding." Me. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it was not my year on the NFL side. Um, it, it's variance, man. It was. It, I did way better than I should have on the college side. So, uh, but uh, yeah, I was. I was just like, "Oh man, like, of course, of course." That that is exactly what happened. So, yeah, good time. that's tough.
0: Always tough when you're the commish too, and you're yeah, gonna yeah, win, yeah. and you have to make the ruling. Now you're like, ah. How do, how do I solve this, Sam? Yeah. yeah. who can who who can I text behind the scenes and and whip a vote for and and get them to put a motion forward for me to win? I it just all? like I should just text like Ryan McDowell or
1: something and be like, dude, can you just come over here in like thirty seconds give us a ref ruling and we'll just do whatever you say.
0: That's, that's actually I, not a, maybe.
1: That's what I'll do. I'll reach that's out not a bad gal right or Scott Fish or somebody. And uh look at me name dropping. Yeah, there. I was just
0: gonna say, look at you name dropping on I here. Know.
1: and and get one of them to uh to weigh in on this. That might be the the solution. You reach the out equitable to solution. Barry next.
0: Who? I wish. <laughs> I wish. Uh, all right. Well, that's yeah. That's really all we got for news here. I mean, we'll have some more news as the NFL off season starts to ramp up. We probably won't have much next week either. But once we hit like the Declare deadline and senior bowl. And news will kind of ramp up from there on out. But uh this episode, we're just gonna we're gonna do a 2023 rookie mock draft. Just you and me. Uh two rounds. I I, I don't know if we've done one of these before. I honestly lose track. I don't think we have. If we have, we I have done but... we have done one, I believe it was a while ago. So all right. Well, here we go. We got new stuff. Uh Keishon Butte Boutet is in the class now, so there we go. Um, but before we get into that, this podcast is part of the Fantasy Points Media Group, along with a ton of other great pods. You can follow all of them on Twitter at the Fantasy Points Live, or check out the Friday drops that recap the week in the Fantasy Points Media Group. And if you're looking for additional NFL or CFF content, Fantasy Points, great resource for that. Um, our promo code for 2023, I don't think is up yet, but it should be very soon, uh, Campus 23, I would assume. Yeah, we're assuming on that. Too. I wouldn't just try
1: to punch that in and see what happens. You might yeah, not yet. blow it up or something. But <laughs> yes, that uh,
0: but that'll give you 10% off of membership. Yeah. Uh all right. On to the draft. And I will not only did I call you smart, I will also give you the first pick here. Uh new year, new Colin.
1: <laughs> wow, Colin. Thank you so much. You are you are very generous. Um uh who do I want to take first? So I think I have to stick with my guy while well, Colin's already writing it on the sheet here. So I guess I'm <laughs> locked in here. Uh, I don't really have the, the illusion of choice. You have the 101. Here's your, here's your taking. Um, I'm going to take Bijan. I think I've been pretty vocal over the past couple of years. After, after Bijan's freshman year, I, I was very vocal. You know, he is the 101 in drafts. I'm very much a, a zero QB kind of guy when it comes to, you know, C2C startups, um, startups only. I know there's, there's been a misnomer floating around that. I'm also like that sub drafts and that's, I'm actually the opposite. But that's a totally different discussion for a totally different day. But Bijan just the safest guy. Like he was easily the most easily projectable. I don't think we're going to see, barring any sort of crazy injury, him have a uh, at worst like a Joe Mixon type career. Like that feels like the floor for what he's going to do in the NFL uh, realistically. So I know that's a a weird thing to say, and things go wrong every day. But that that really feels where he slots in, which with his skill set, his size. Um, so I, uh, I I think he's the 101, but I I don't begrudge anybody for taking a quarterback, which is what I'm assuming you're going to do here at the second pick call.
0: Yeah, I mean Bijan, I think pretty clear 101 here. Uh, when you get to the 102, is kind of where it gets interesting. You can go a couple of different directions. Uh, I am going to go quarterback here. My quarterback uh, one is Bryce Young. I just I think his his processing ability is going to give him a pretty high floor, despite his size. Um, I think C- I could see CJ Stroud taking a year uh, or two to kind of really develop into an NFL quarterback, kind of like a Justin Fields did, kind of like Trevor Lawrence did. I don't think Stroud is quite on that level of prospect, but uh, I don't think Young is either, honestly. I think he's a, a little bit below those two, but I think Bryce Young a little bit better than CJ Stroud. So I'm going to go Bryce Young.
1: I'll take Stroud then and here's my conspiracy theory, actually. Yeah, I have my tinfoil hat here. Where is it? Let me let me let me find my tinfoil hat here and get it on. I love um, that you had okay. that just ready. I always calling. You never know when the government's watching. Um so It took Justin Fields, in my opinion, like a year to deprogram for what they drilled into his head at Ohio State, which was that you don't use your legs, like you don't run, you stay in the pocket, you let everything develop, you take, quite frankly, probably way too long on a lot of plays that maybe you shouldn't. Uh, And they kind of beat the natural instinct out of some of these guys there. I really, I mean, it's it's a fact. Like we know that Ryan Day tells them, like, do not run, do not run. Like we we have spoken to people that would know this that have told us this specifically. So. I think it took Justin Fields a year. I think when we saw, we know that Stroud has that, had that in him because literally his first like play in college, he ran for a 60 something yard touchdown, like just took off and ran. It's, we knew that he had the athletic ability, but Ryan Day sits there and tells you, no, 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 no. While you're watching film, while you're in practice, while you're doing reps, when you come over to the sideline after, you know, during games, after a drive, like this dude is sitting there and telling you not to do this, not to do this. So they don't do this. Well, we saw him. Finally, just say for whatever reason, F it, maybe he had to against Georgia. Yeah, maybe he did it and he looked really, really good. It surprised me because I didn't know that he quite had that sort of playmaking outside of structure ability in him. But now that I know that it's at least there, like I I don't know that Matt Ryan ever showed that ever. No. Like that's never been what Matt, even in college. I can't remember a single play. I'm old enough to have watched Matt Ryan at Boston college. <laughs> I don't remember a single time watching Matt Ryan, like run around and make four guys miss and throw it. Like, you know, he, you know, he could move in the pocket a little bit, but he couldn't do that. He couldn't do what Stroud was doing last weekend. So that makes me really hopeful for him. I think if the NFL thinks the same thing, then I think there's literally zero argument for will. Levis above him. Oh, there's so no argument. We don't think that either, but at least if you're an NFL GM and <laughs> yeah, you're saying, okay. you know, um, you know, who can throw it harder and, and further, and who can run a little bit better. Like, if, if Stroud almost erases a lot of that gap, then there's less of an argument there. So, I, I'll take Stroud here third. I'm interested to see where he ends up landing.
0: Yeah, I, I like that on th- him going third there. Uh, and I like your analysis there about that Georgia game because you heard, I heard this floated around a couple of times where, you know, his stylistic comp was closer to a Jared Goff. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I don't think that was an incorrect take based on what we had seen. But, like you said, his literally his first play in college was like a sixty yard touchdown run. So we knew he had the mobility. It's more, you know, the out of pocket or outside of structure in the pocket maneuverability by time, scramble around, kind of a thing that we didn't necessarily see. so we didn't know necessarily know it was there. And I think seeing this in, in the Georgia game against one of, if not the best overall defense in the country, I think that's going to translate to a part of his game eventually. Like you said, maybe he has to get that beaten out of his head a little bit and get the Ohio State out of his head and get kind of nat- into the natural playmaking thing back. But I think that, that one it's very rare that one single game kind of shifts the narrative a little bit on a player. But I think that Georgia game did.
1: It helps if it if it had been Northwestern, no one would have cared right, at right. all. But the fact that it's a national semifinal against Georgia, a team that quite frankly, like especially with no you know no Travion, no Mayan Williams, no uh, uh, JSN, like and Harrison left in the third quarter and he still continued to produce, I think um, helps his case a lot. I, re- yeah. I really, I I think that I don't want to get too far ahead of myself. I know we've been saying you know this is what should happen maybe the NFL thinks differently. I do think at this point that
0: he will probably go ahead and will love us, if I had to guess. Yeah. Yeah. I, I would agree with that. Um, and I think given the number of quarterback needy teams here, I think he's a top 10 lock.
1: Oh, I mean, said that about Justin Fields too, and it didn't happen, but yeah, I, I think he is. I, I do.
0: Right. Well, the thing was with Justin, quarterback class? yeah. So the thing with Justin Fields is there were two quarterbacks that went ahead of him that arguably should not have, um, And in this year, if there's two quarterbacks that go ahead of C.J. Stroud, besides Bryce Young, then if C.J. Stroud is the fourth quarterback off the board, there's a lot of GMs who are going to be fired. Um, But all right, into the 104, uh, I'm going to take Jameer Gibbs here. I I just think that there's kind of a tear break after this. Honestly, I think, you know, we've said it before. You've mentioned it. Jameer Gibbs' floor is kind of like an Aaron Jones-ish, I think. Um, I, I really think that's kind of his floor, and I think we could see him be an Austin Eckler, um or even like a CMC light type of a back. And we're seeing Austin Eckler was what like the fantasy RB two, I think this year. The three, he was a top, he was a top five, a uh, top three RB this year. So Jameer Gibbs has that in his range of outcomes. I know I've talked a lot about his range of outcomes before. I think the floor is Swift.
1: And the thing is, I actually think Swift is probably a slightly better prospect. Swift's been a little bit hampered by injuries. Uh, Gibbs doesn't really have that sort of history, which is um, encouraging. He got uh, a little banged up in what their last, uh, the next last game of the season or whatever. And then he came back and played in the night. Like he, 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 he's he's never really missed any significant time. So I like that his size hasn't at this point led him to getting injured. So um, I'm going to go JSN at pick five. And I don't think this is a particularly difficult selection. Look, I'm going to be as kind when I say this as possible. I think there's a lot of really lazy analysis about JSN floating around right now. Um, Yeah, he's not going to run a 4-4 like flat. That's fine. That's not his game. There's plenty of NFL wide receivers that haven't run a 4-4 flat who have been more than okay in the NFL. And by more than okay, I mean like. You know, Pro Bowl, all pro you know, for fantasy purposes, all of great fans. wide receivers. <laughs> he, he, the thing about he's actually, I don't think he's even going to run a bad 40 because I think his start is going to be very good. He has, he has pretty good burst and he's got like, you know, he's very, very agile. Like, I, I think that he's, he's a good fit for what the NFL wants today. I think he can play in, I still think he can play inside and outside. I think he's actually going to surprise people. I don't know that you're going to lock in, like, he's not a hundred percent slot. He might be 80 20 or 70 30. But I think he can play outside a little bit and be competent there. He's got really good size. He's over six feet tall. He has pedigree. He he's the best high school football uh, high, oh, high school wide receiver in Texas football history. He has all the Texas receiving records. You know how hard that is to do. I know that at six A programs, like I don't I know that like high school stats when you get to the NFL, like no one cares. But like this guy has been, has smashed every single time you've let him on a field, and I. Just, I think he's going to go to the combine. I think he's going to do better than people think. Kind of like George Pickens did this year. Like, I, I think he'll test better than people think he will. I think he will interview well. I mean, assuming his hamstring is okay, I'm hoping it will be. I, I, I think he's still a round one receiver. And I think as we've shown in the past, just because a guy goes top ten at wide receiver, like as long as they're in the first round, like it doesn't really matter at what pick they're going at. I still think he's going to Jalen Rager, range. Justin Jefferson, yeah. I mean, uh, there's plenty of, of guys, you know, that, that haven't panned out and plenty that have, too. I, I still think he's going to be a really good guy. And, like, fantasy, like, okay, he's not a guy that NFL teams have to double every play. Guess what? For fantasy purposes, I don't care. I don't get points because they caught caught passes against a double team. Like, I get points when he catches a pass, when he scores a touchdown, when he picks up yardage. He's going to do all those things. I think he's he'll be a 1,000-yard receiver as a rookie if he stays healthy. I pencil him in. So um I, I still really like JSN. He's still my wide receiver one in the class.
0: Yeah, I completely agree. I think he's the wide receiver one in this class with a bullet. Um I nor I have Caseon Boutte pretty high as well. I think it just as an overall player and prospect I'm just so worried that he's an idiot. <laughs> I'm so worried <laughs> that he's an idiot. It scares the crap out of me. it does. It, it does scare me a little bit which is I have been pretty firmly on the bout over JSN um like train for for, C2, for for like NFL Debbie purposes like all year I'm flipping them now uh and it's going
1: could be a, a pick-in situation where you get a discount on Boutte I think that that is what's going to happen and I'll be yeah. happy I have a lot of pick-ins I'll probably have a lot of boute um in like dynasty places a C2C I mean it's a C2C pot I already have a lot of boute um but uh yeah I mean I think he I just worry that he's an
0: idiot yeah I think that's very fair um honestly, I think this spot is like a real tier break. Um, yeah, I agree. I don't think it's particularly close between Gibbs and JSN for me. Um, positional value for for running backs, it, it vaults Gibbs a good bit ahead of JSN, but I think this is where there's like a true, a true tier break here. This is a difficult um pick here. You could go a number of different ways. I am going to take Zach Evans here, uh, who is my RB3. In the class, I don't, I don't love it though. Um, you know, he's been banged up at times. And then there's the question, like, was he saving himself for the NFL? Cause he got banged up a little bit this year. Quinchon Judkins looked just as, if not just as good, if not better than him in the exact same system. And that's not the first time that's happened. Cause he also had Kendry Miller um, look just as good as him at TCU. So I do have some question marks about Zach Evans. But I still like him as the RB3. I still think he's very talented. Um, you can use him in uh, the passing game as well, the running game. So uh, I think he'll end up being a solid NFL running back.
1: I, I think that there's some disconnect because I think some people view or, or value different traits slightly on running backs. I think that's one of the ones that's kind of most open to, you know, you – prefer a little more pop behind the pads. You prefer a little more, you know, juking uh, lateral agility is the, the cliche term, you know, uh, those kinds of things. But I think the one thing that Zach Evans does as uh, Zach Evans does probably better than any, any back in his class. And that includes B. John Robinson, um, who exhibits this skill, but in a different manner, in my opinion. And I'll explain that in a second, Zach Evans can, can change direction while moving North South and maintain momentum that direction better than any back in this class because he always is under control with his footwork as he approaches a defender or or the line or something like that you you will notice that he very rarely loses much speed at all when making a very subtle move to make a guy miss like that i think bijan plays under control similarly but his is more like there's three defenders here and he can make all of them miss in a phone booth because he have how like You watch him like his feet are always squarely underneath his torso he's never outside of his frame he's always very compact his his pad level is really good and that's kind of what he does but for my money zach evans is still better than him in the open field if you kind of have to get north south as quick as humanly possible he's just very very good at that i think that helps him be you know extremely efficient on carries he can kind of get
0: into a little bit of space yeah i think that's a really good assessment of why he's been so efficient because he has been very efficient um and in two in both his stops, yeah. TCU and Ole Miss. I mean, um, I am a little I'm a little worried that he can't really move a pile. I don't really know
1: um how he does like short yardage stuff. Like he's not been asked to do a lot of it. And he, he hasn't been super successful when he has. But I mean, he does enough things well enough that I think he can be like he he is firmly in like the Cam Akers um like kind of slasher style running back that that I I think those guys can be successful now.
0: Yeah, I'd agree with that.
1: Um, so I'm up here, aren't I? Mm-hmm. This is like the worst spot ever to
0: be in. Um, yeah, I would recommend kind of moving out of some of these middle picks, honestly. Because, like, while I think Zach Evans, I, I don't think it was a hard decision for Zach Evans there, it was definitely a tear break, and I don't love the pick. Yeah, I, I don't either. For the record, I wasn't
1: saying before that uh, people that don't feel this way about him or or incorrect or wrong i just think when i look at him i value that skill and i think he does um very very at a high level um let's go with uh, okay i want to go quentin johnston here who i think is riding okay. a little bit of momentum and i think i still have addison ahead of him in my rankings but i do think johnston presents a little more upside uh mm-hmm. than he does i'm interested to see where he ends up getting drafted i still think johnston has a lot of things to work on but i also think that his ceiling with how he moves is aj green like he, he is a very effortless mover. Now, does he want to, does he have that? Do, I hate c- calling this into question sometimes, but like, does he want to win every snap? Because it doesn't always look like he's interested in playing. I think if he knows the ball's not coming his way or if he's uh, a read further down the line, like he doesn't really care that much. So if you can kind of get him locked in all the time, like we saw, like he caught that routine pass. He had Georgia took an awful angle and allowed him to to go down the sideline in that game. But like, or not Georgia, uh, Michigan. Michigan. But he he caught that pass and he he made one dude miss, which is all he had to do. And the field is wide open, and he's no one's gonna catch him when he gets there. So those those are still the things that you like. I've heard the Martavis Bryant comp. I don't like that comp. I don't think it's accurate. I think Bryant was a much better athlete, much more raw. But that play did remind me of Martavis Bryant. Like where if you just got him the ball and he could make one guy miss nobody else was
0: going to catch him and qj does have that a bit of flair to his game do you think he's a better athlete than aj green like faster better long speed
1: i don't know man i don't remember what aj green ran but like people I don't, don't even either p- but this is another thing. Like, I, I'm 30, you're 29. Like, we're not that old, like, in the grand scheme of things. Like, we're starting to get to the age now where, like, guys that have had great careers, like, have spanned our entire, like, adult. Like, we, like, I know the all
0: of these uh, NFL Hall of Fame class, like, pretty easily. Yes.
1: This Hall of Fame class we didn't <laughs> talk about, by the way. Oh, man, childhood is just yeah. flashing again before <laughs> my eyes. Um, but people don't remember for the, anybody that's a little bit younger or wasn't into football. Then the AJ Green was considered a better prospect than Julio Jones. Mm-hmm. Like they, he was a very comparable athlete. He was a little more, you know, a little more fluid. He he had been very successful at, at Georgia himself. So I uh, I, I don't want to say that he's a better athlete. I think AJ Green was a pretty darn good athlete. Um, but I think it, they're pretty comparable with each okay. other. Yeah.
0: Okay. I was interested.
1: Green was much more accomplished coming out of college, though. Not that right. Johnson's been a bum, but Green was very, very accomplished coming out
0: of, mm-hmm. of Georgia. Yeah. Uh, my next pick here, I, I'm i going to take Jordan Addison here. He is still my wide receiver. He's actually my wide receiver three. I do still have Kayshawn Boutte ahead of him, but I think Addison is a little bit safer here, uh, and I don't... I don't see very many people who will take Keyshawn Boutte ahead of Jordan Addison or even Quinton Johnston, so there's a little bit of game theory in here. Now, I know I'm game theorying against you, who also does like uh, Keyshawn Boutte, so it doesn't work exactly, but I think Keyshawn Boutte is going to fall out of this range and fall further than that, so that's another reason why I'm going to take Jordan Addison here, although I do think Jordan Addison is a very good player in his own right um well then i'm going to take josh downs here i think
1: and we're kind of starting to run out of wide receivers that i feel really really good about so i'll snag downs who i I think will be i i think he'll be good in the nfl i the tyler blockett comp feels pretty on the nose i know it's been beaten to death but um i I think that feels like what he can be um in terms of you know a a a smaller guy that can still do work pretty much all over the field uh and be very explosive and, and go up and get win the ball at the high point and all those things so yeah I'll, I'll take josh downs here
0: okay yeah i like that um i i am going to take kashan butte here now um i think this is starting to get into the range where if you like him you'll probably want to pull the trigger here um because i think other people will start to take a look at the upside here uh i, I could definitely see a george pickens like um fall in air quotes to him where your george pickens you were getting at you know 201 202 203 Um, I could see him falling to there in some drafts. I can also see some people really liking him as a prospect uh, and taking him here in the back half of your first. So at the 110, uh, I will take Keyshawn Bouteille. I'll take a gamble on that upside here because I think he has wide receiver one in this class and a wide receiver one in NFL fantasy type of a ceiling.
1: I'm going to break your heart on purpose because it's funny and I can. And you continue to make me do this show with you. Uh, I'm going to take Zach Charbonnet here.
0: You know what? It breaks my heart a little bit, but it also it also feels pretty good that you've come around on Zach. No, Charbonnet no, you're not it. allowed to.
1: You're not allowed to turn this around on me. No, 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 okay. no. That's my job. You're not allowed to do that. <laughs> He's big. He can keep. He can catch passes. What he catch like 40 passes this year. Mm-hmm. I think the NFL is going to like him. I I, I I do think the NFL is going to like him at this stage. It makes me feel so. I was going back. Did, through some could, old-
0: do you think he could get day two draft capital? maybe could
1: (laughs) he's no sean tucker Hmm. but uh go ahead i do um uh, i was looking back at some old trades just to to reflect on just Mm. you know over the years like trades i've made in across leagues and whether they turned out to be good or not um i did have a trade Charbonnet's rookies or uh, freshman season where i traded sincere mccormick and um like 70 auction dollars we get like a thousand a year and then they roll over uh it's a a bankroll league for zach charbonnet and looked really really bad for about a year and a half and it looked really really good for the next year and a half so moral of the story guys i don't mean any analysis really on charbonnet but the trade that you made last week that didn't look so great could end up being pretty good in this type of format it's always so difficult to tell in the moment
0: yeah um just one last quick note here on zach charbonnet i did a um a rookie mock like this with Kevin Coleman from the Debbie Royale and some other people as well. And he picked landing spots for these people in draft capital. And he had Zach Charbonnet. I think it was third round. Um, it was definitely day two uh, going to Miami. And I love that. I don't love him in Miami. <laughs> I see. You're there's gonna, just going to, you're going to other... that, that.
1: That would not be a spot that I would uh, feel great about him
0: because they rotate the backs
1: that, and I don't know, like I so I know that Jeff Wilson is probably a comparable back from a skill set perspective. Um, you know, Charbonnet's probably the you know the the better prospect if you put both two of them side by side. But uh, uh, you know, just looking at like the template of the player, they 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 kind of fit in this a, a similar bucket. But I don't know that he. Can run in that scheme successfully. Like I think you just put him in power and you just kind of let him go to work, and that's not necessarily what Miami runs a lot of at this stage. I mean, correct me if someone can correct me if I'm wrong. I don't, I don't think so. So, no. I don't know that that's his best spot at the moment. I actually think he'd be pretty good. I'm trying to think of like a spot that I think he would,
0: he would succeed. Um, I don't know. I'll get back to you. Okay. No, that's fine. Yeah. I just, I just wanted to mention that there as a note on him. Uh, last pick here in the first round, uh, I'm going to take Anthony Richardson. And this is just all upside at this point. Uh, it's two twofold. all upside at this point. There's not another quarterback that I would, that I really want to take. You and I are both notorious Will Levis haters. Um, even if he goes in the first round, like I'm probably just not going to have any of him because I'm just, not going to take him where other people will um anthony richardson has an enormous ceiling for fantasy and then the running backs and wide receivers that are left on the board are all clustered very very tightly for me um so i if i end up with tank bigsby if i end up with kenny mcintosh if i end up with is kendry miller officially in the class yet uh, he's not because they're still, because they're still playing. Okay. That's what yeah. I thought. Yeah. If I end up with Kendry Miller, like Sean Tucker, even like I'm fine with all those guys. Um, so it's kind of like a tier thing for me here. So I'm going to take Anthony Richardson. Do you want to recap the first round con and then I'll, I'll lead off the second. I suppose I could do that. Uh, one Oh one Bijan Robinson, one Oh two, Bryce Young, one Oh three, CJ Stroud, one Oh four, Jameer Gibbs, one Oh five JSN. I think that's pretty chalk. 106, Zach Evans. 107, Quentin Johnston. 108, Jordan Addison. 109, Josh Downs. 110, Kayshawn Boutet. 111, Zach Charbonnet to Austin. And 112, Anthony Richardson. There's a football team in Austin? Touche. <laughs> Touche
1: um so we are at the 13th pick the first pick of the second round and i'm going to stop the slide i'll take this is the range where i'll start taking Butte. if you look at the list of wide receivers they are going to be behind to you oh shit you did <laughs> i'm sorry i totally missed that somehow because you're making smart ass comments about zach charbonnet over here um then i will go you know i'll just take the chalk tra- i'll go i'll go mayor here the the first tight end off the board. I don't really think he's a special enough, you know, quote unquote talent to take in the first round of of a draft, especially a draft as good as this year's is. Um, But early in the second here, I think is a nice uh, spot for him. And I I do think, you know, the ceiling could be Hawkinson-ish, but as we've seen with guys like Hawkinson and with Ertz, they're a little bit scheme and landing spot dependent. Like where does the offense want to flow through? What other receiving options are there on the team? Detroit clearly didn't want to use him quite in that way whereas minnesota has has wanted to use the tight end has wanted to feature the tight end um and so they have so i i i think that mayor it's going to depend he's not quote unquote special enough to for me to just say you know wherever he lands i don't really care like kyle pitts was he's not the level of a player but he can still be a good player in the nfl like there's there's not that many players that fit in like the special bucket like you guys have to realize that like we're it's not a a, a an insult to say this guy's not special he can be really good but for 98 percent of players to go to the nfl like they're not special doesn't like they're they're dependent on what's happening around him so he's just one of the 98 percent. but he can still have a very good career he's not going to spend premium draft capital uh, on a guy
0: like that but i, I think he can be a, a nice piece for you i agree i like that pick there um that's kind of along the lines with anthony richardson and what i was thinking is there's not another guy at that position that i really want Um, there's a couple of the tight ends that I'm intrigued by, but they're definitely like later, later. Um, man, this is a tough one here. Um, I still stand by not being hundred percent positive that Sean Tucker is going to get day three draft capital. I'm not there yet. I I think day two. Yeah. Um, I do think there there will probably be like eight to 10 day two running backs. And I very much think Talent-wise, he deserves to be in there. I'm not sure if the NFL will necessarily agree. Um, we'll see. But it doesn't really – it doesn't bother me that much at this stage. Um, and given the other running backs that are still here on the board, I think Tucker's just better, So, especially all-around game. So I'm going to take Sean Tucker here. Um. So I'm going to – oh, man. I'm going to take
1: – I'm going to take Will Levis. I think you just have to at this point. Um, I do want to get one out and just vomit. So I, I don't need to talk too much about Will Levis. I think we've we've pretty much beaten what we think of him to death. It's not we don't have particularly high opinions of him. But what I will say that I think I see a lot of people talk about, and I think it's a bad comparison, is I see a lot of people say, uh, "Well, nobody liked Justin Herbert after his senior year either, and he proved everybody wrong." Will Levis has never done has never put anything on tape ever during his college career that approaches anything that Justin Herbert put on 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 tape in a bad senior year, and his junior year was significantly better than anything that Will Levis has put on tape. So that's number one. He they're not. He is more Mitch Trubisky than Justin Herbert if you want to talk about a a guy like that. Number two, um. I mean, he he had good talent around him this year. Like, let's Mm -hmm. not, the the people that say that he had nothing around him don't know what they're talking about, quite frankly. Like, they just don't know what they're talking about. He had three good, at worst, good SEC wide receivers and Tavion Robinson and then the the two freshmen, Barry and Brown and Dane Key. Like, he had good, like, yes, the line was not good. But if you want to talk about, and and Chris Rodriguez is going to be an NFL running back. Like, if you want to talk about players that were around him this year, it was no less talented at the skill positions than eighty-five percent of the uh, of the FBS schools across the country this year. So if somebody if you hear somebody making either of those two arguments that Will Levis is Justin Herbert or that he didn't have anybody to throw to, then you know that person is just full of crap and, and quite like doesn't know what they're talking about. So not that I do, but I I can refute those two points very very quickly. So I, I'll I'll take him here. That is because uh, if he goes in the first round, a first round quarterback shouldn't drop that much further than this. And in the bizarro world where he ends up being decent, I can
0: trade him or something. Yeah. I mean, I think, I don't think Daniel Jones is necessarily outside of the realm of possibility for him. Like in that spectrum, like I could see him being that type of a, a quarterback, you know, for us, for fantasy purposes. And if you take Daniel Jones here, like it's okay. You know, are we super confident he's going to get another contract with well, Daniel Jones? We feel I feel fairly good about they it do, now. Yeah. yeah, but, yeah. you know, two years ago, last year, coming into this year, you didn't. Um, so, I, you know, we do hate on Will Loves a lot. And I think this is probably the, the lowest you'll see him go in a lot of drafts. But yeah, you could do worse there. Um, hmm. With this pick here, uh, I'm going to... Don't do it. Don't do it. Don't take I'm going to take Tank Bigsby here.
1: Oh, I said don't do it. I said
0: don't do it, Colin. Don't. I'm going to take Tank Bigsby here. Um, the slide has gone on long enough. This is – Tank Bigsby is almost, at least a narrative, and I'll credit uh, Mike Valerie for this, is almost a narrative like a Cam Akers was kind of, where he was just on a really bad team. But he, I think he's a good player. Um, he had a really good freshman year, Bigsby did down year last year. Uh, and then it wasn't terrible this year, but that Auburn team was just a dumpster fire the last two years. So I'm going to just take a bet on the talent here and bet that he's going to be in a N- better NFL player than he is, than he was a college player. I, I think he's a guy that, again, a lot of these guys in this class, um, you can use in all three on, on all three downs. You know, you can, he can catch passes. He's not going to be a, Jameer Gibbs, he's not even going to be Zach Evans in terms of that. He's probably closer to like Zach Charbonnet, but that's fine.
1: Um, Next up for me is probably going to be Devin Aucin. Oh, another guy
0: you're coming around on a little bit. So I'm
1: not. I think hmm. if you put me in a real draft and you made me really pick, I don't know that I would take him here. But I think since this is kind of a, you know, thinking exercise that I'll toss him out here because I'd, on the off chance that he does weigh in more than I expect him to, which I am still very skeptical, um, the I think the oh well he he's remained light he'll he'll just gain the weight is a a, a bad it's it's a joke argument. Um, I think it's a hope, it's a wish, it's wishful thinking. It's a lot, it's it's over ten pounds. Like mm-hmm. it's not like he's got like all this frame to spare. I just I I, I don't really like that argument at all. Uh, but even if he does that, and then the NFL takes him on day two. Then yeah, this is an appropriate range for watching. You could make an argument for him to go even a little bit earlier because he's been very efficient. Um, he's obviously you know a top level athlete. Um, I just I don't tend to like to bet on outlier guys like that. And he would just be such an outlier. Like I mean, he was he's even smaller than Chris Johnson, right? Like mm-hmm. even if he gained ten pounds, I think he would still be sl- slightly smaller than Chris Johnson was coming out of college. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I mean, it's just it's, it doesn't happen that often.
0: It doesn't. Um, I think, uh, I'm pretty sure it was a, so Noah Hills, um, at Noah more parties does a kind of like projected weight gain, um, for, for running backs, uh, during the off season here, like leading up to the combine, leading up to the NFL draft. I believe he had Devin Occhin at 193 pounds. So that's really, really close there. Uh, you know, that's, uh, you know, one cheeseburger away from being 195 pounds um so it's very close so i think he could get there but even if he doesn't did you listen to the show i did when i gave you the night off uh where i kind of zero chance i did well i I broke down some of the uh early declares and some of their athletic comps using our athletic comp tool uh, at the site and his was work done i think that's really interesting um i think if he could have a work done type career I think having a work done type career at 185 pounds is within the range of outcomes. So he may never lead a backfield, but he could still be good for fantasy purposes, even if he doesn't. Um, the next guy I'm going to take here. Sorry, did you have a rebuttal for that? No, you're good. I was going to say, what, okay. what, what, who do you want next? Okay. Next guy I'm going to take here, uh, Israel Abanaconda uh, running back Pittsburgh and he, he I, I like him a lot. Um, he just doesn't separate himself from this tier of running backs that I've taken in the second, that have gone in the second round: Sean Tucker, Tank Bigsby, Devin Achane, Israel Abanikanda. All right there in that same cluster. Israel Abanikanda is big and fast. He runs well. He runs hard. Um, we didn't really see him used as a pass catcher that much, so I don't know what his level of competency is on that regard. He may be, in terms of fantasy purposes, you know, more on the two down back type of a spectrum. Um, But at this point in the draft, I'm willing to bet on it. Because I think, I think athletically, there's nothing in his profile that says he shouldn't be able to catch passes because I think he's a good athlete. Yeah, I think he's a pretty competent pass catcher, too.
1: Um, So I. There's a lot of names that can go around here, and realistically, I think we could have done three rounds and still. I, I, not, don't do that. Um, but I think we you wanted to have add another I still, round. I still would have. I don't want to talk any more than I have to, Colin. Um, but I think uh, there's a lot of names that I'm considering here, and and realistically, if I was in a lot of dynasty leagues, which I, I've actually chopped two already this off season, I'm I'm going to be mostly down to C 2 C, so this is less um, of a thing for me. But I would probably be, you know, if I'd have a pool of names, and I'd kind of just pick one in different leagues because I don't want to be over, you know, too too heavy on on one player and too light on another. So there's a, there's a lot of names that I'm going to toss out here, and we I'll throw out some honorable mentions after I make my next two picks here. Um, three picks. Oh, I have three left. Mm-hmm. Oh shit, it goes on to another page. Nice. Oh man, well this changes some things. All right, let's go, Kenny McIntosh. He's going to be at the Senior Bowl. Just accepted an invite. Uh, pretty well rounded <laughs> player. He's got nice size. from Georgia uh throw them in there plus I, I, then love, I can make up some cool apple nicknames
0: i love that you are taking the colin all-star team here zach charbonnet Devin archie i've Ken literally McIntosh. never heard you talk about kenny
1: mcintosh a single time so don't hit me with that bullshit all of a sudden i've never even heard you <laughs> utter that name we've talked about running backs on you probably talk about every running back in college football except for kenny mcintosh on this show don't to start with me don't don't even <laughs> Making it sound like I respect your opinion. Come
0: on! Oh man, Bush League man. It's it's uh, it's a good feeling. It's a good feeling. I, I love that pick. Thing.
1: <laughs> He's got the biggest poop eating smile on his face here. He's <laughs> in his robe.
0: Man, uh, no, I think that was a really good pick. Um, I'm gonna take Ken uh, Kendry Miller here, and if he definitely declares. He Again, he's right in here with this with this group that we just took. Um, so running back heavy here in the second round. Sean Tucker, Tank Bigsby, Devin Achane, Izzy Abanaconda, Kenny McIntosh, Kendry Miller, all these guys are... What do you are... think is the strength of this class? <laughs> all of these guys are guys that could be long-term RB2s. Um, you know, and I think there's a lot of value there. Uh, and even if Kendry Miller goes to a situation where he's not like the lead guy... I mean, he has shown that he can be very efficient and very good with other running backs there. With Zach Evans um, at TCU, he was very good. And then this year, even under Sonny Dykes, he still only got, I think it was like 60, 65% of the carries. So he wasn't ever really like a bell cow there in college. Although I think he could have handled that workload. So he can be very good, very efficient, good pass catcher, um, even a split backfield. So I'm going to take Kendrick Miller here.
1: For the record, I'm assuming, and not that I necessarily would have taken him here, but that Blake Corum's returning to school as of today. It's just, yeah, so. that's kind of where
0: I'm leaning as well. We haven't if heard the anybody announcement that's yet, going but.
1: to shoot me a shitty message after this. I'm just going to get out way in front of that. Um, so, would, would you have taken
0: Blake Quorum here and just added to your columns? No, so.
1: I would not have taken Blake Quorum here. I oh, don't. Okay. I I don't see that a huge NFL future for him. I okay. think he's like. The more and more I do these things, like I think I just like if you're in more than one league, which I know sometimes we're giving advice to people that are only in one league or maybe two leagues. So I, you try to narrow down the advice as much as you can. But I think at the end of the day, after a couple of maybe, you know, maybe one, maybe two like game changing backs or guys that you think you just want to have like desperately for fantasy. The rest of these guys are just like, well, he, he's probably could be a competent NFL back. So a lot of this is just going to depend on who gets hurt in front of him. Like we're like, that's how mm-hmm. I thought about Tyler Archer last year. Like there's, just, there's nothing special about this dude. Like if he goes to a backfield that's open, sure. Maybe he could hit like, you know, close like to 1, a thousand Atlanta. yards at some point in his career, like one time. Yeah. And that's he what's happening that this year. year. And guess what? He's probably going to get drafted over this year. Cause he's just a guy that's operating in a backfield that has no talent in it whatsoever. So not to take shots at your Falcons. That's just a, a guy that came to mind. No, so um like, I think a lot of these guys start to fall into, into that too. bucket where they're not really special, but they can probably function in NFL offense. So you're kind of just like at this, like I'm just fairly agnostic about it. I just take, you know, in this league, I'll take this guy. I'll take McIntosh this league. I'll take Miller this league. I'll take Tajay Spears oh, in this ooh. league. Uh, the flavor of the week. Uh, He's just the flavor of Nice the American high fi Oh, yeah. All right. Um. And I do you know no nice performance there against USC, although that's not saying that much. Um, senior bowl guy. I think NFL is probably going to like him. Pretty decent size. Colin, what do you think of this trade? Oh, okay. traded for Tajay Spears in a league uh, as insurance down the stretch to win the championship. And I actually didn't have to play him at all, and I still won the championship. He was kind of like the guy that I would sub in if I needed somebody. Traded JoJo Earl for Tajay Spears.
0: Ah, oh, interesting. Um, I. So did you say it won you the championship?
1: I didn't have to play him at all. I guess oh, okay, I won the okay. championship, but it was like uh, I don't really have, like, I had had a bunch of injuries. Mm-hmm. JSN was down. Somebody, I was like, so okay. I kind of need like one more guy in case something okay. would happen. So he okay. was the guy
0: that I went out in the corner. Okay. Um. Yeah, I, I think that that's fine. I think if you look at it right now, for the fact that Jojo Earl, uh, wide receiver formerly of Alabama, entered the transfer portal now at TCU, I was hoping against. for a worse landing spot so I could feel better about myself this right. season. I, uh, ad- admittedly, Yes, I was
1: hoping for more yeah. as well.
0: Um, I think the fact that he's a TCU makes me not feel quite as good about that, but you can't predict that. Operating on what you knew at the time, I think that's a very fine trade. Thank you. Thank you. All right, you're up. <laughs> um, Man, this one is – this is tough. I'm going to take Jalen Hyatt here, um, and I don't love Jalen Hyatt. But what I will say is I think he's gonna be a first round wide receiver. I think he's gonna run very fast at the NFL combine. I think an NFL team's gonna love him and love what he did at the at Tennessee this year in the SEC. He also won the Bolitnikov. Like the list of Bolitnikov winners is usually fairly usually has some level of fantasy success. Um, at least for a couple of years. So almost um, gonna, every year. There's like yeah. two that two that didn't do anything in the NFL. Yeah. Uh, well, D.D. Westbrook won it, right? And he was just kind of mad. D.D.'s
1: won, and then there was a guy in, like, 93 or something. It's not been a lot of players that usually they've they've hit. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So I i don't love Jalen Hyatt's game. I think he's very one-dimensional. Um, but I'll take him here. Technically, I think Justin Blackman also didn't hit, but, like, whatever. Dad, because we, really we
1: know that he would have probably put up an 1,800-yard season at least once in his career if he wasn't an alcoholic. Um, which is like factually what yeah. happened. I'm not like, it's not like I'm calling him like a, you know, a name, like he was literally yeah. alcohol. Um, and so the NFL didn't really work out for him so well. Um, so with my last pick here, calling him, oh my, my surprise last pick that I didn't even know I had. Hmm. I should have been more prepared for this. Shouldn't I have?
0: Yeah.
1: You didn't <laughs> know you had this last pick. I'll take Tillman. I'll take who I think is probably the better Tennessee receiver. Um, another guy, he has a senior bowl invite. We were talking about this tonight. I don't know if he's like publicly accepted it, but if they're tweeting it out, there's, they have pretty much already talked to them behind the scenes. They're going, he's going to go to the senior bowl. I think he'll be fine. I think he's, he's a Pittman kind of, kind of guy. Like, is he mm-hmm. quite as talented as Pittman? I uh, might be slightly less talented than Pittman. He's been pretty good in the NFL, but I
0: still think he can be a, a good wide receiver too on an NFL team. Yeah, I would agree with that. I, I agree with you too, that I think he's the more talented of the Tennessee wide receivers. Um, it's just going to be hard to argue with first-round draft capital and a Blitnikoff Award winner. Like, he's Jalen Hyatt's really going to test that theory for me. Um, This last pick, the 212, there's a lot of options here. Um, I think that Evan Hall, Deuce Vaughn, and Chase Brown are very interesting options here, but they're just kind of I don't have a strong opinion for, for any of those guys. Um, I think there's a yeah, Dalton Kincaid is a guy that I would consider here in tight end premium leagues. Cause he's a guy that I do like. Uh, but the guy I'm going to end up taking here is Rashid Rice, uh, wide receiver, senior bowl. Um, I, I think a lot of people are going to be surprised that we didn't take him sooner. He has a lot of, a lot of fans out there. Uh, and I'm not, I'm not necessarily not a fan, I just don't see the ceiling that a lot he's of a, other people. He's a fine player. Yeah, yeah, he's a fine player. Fine player. He'll probably be a wide receiver two for an NFL team for a number of years. I think he'll be like a back end wide receiver two, wide receiver three for fantasy purposes. Um, he's just gonna be fine. But I think there's a lot of other guys in this class that have similar range of outcomes. Um, and I could get them later. So I think this is probably the lowest you're going to see Rasheed Rice go. And we went very running back heavy in this round, too. We did. We did. But...
1: Realistically, you'll see Rice and Hyatt probably go a few picks higher. You yeah. know who I would rather take? And now that this is, you know, we, we've made all our picks, and I think, like, I, I don't think he's going to go earlier than him, but I'm saying I think I would rather have him, especially because he's going to go later. Like, I think Rakeem Jarrett has significantly more athletic upside than Rasheed Rice does. Not that Rasheed Rice is like a statue, mm-hmm. but I still think Rakeem Jarrett, like I, I still I have a lot of questions about him. Like he's never really gotten better in college. But I think there's a lot of untapped athletic potential there. And if I'm shooting for the moon at like the you know, the two hundred twelve, the the three oh four, like you know, whatever's in this this range, I probably prefer a guy like Jarrett, just just quite frankly. Um other guys that I might take over Rashi Rice, like you know, because they're gonna at cost, like Luke Musgrave. Oh. I think Luke Yeah, yeah. Okay. I have a lot of Luke Musgrave stashed away from this year. I think he's going to be a really good player. Um, there's a couple tight ends that I might take over Rice, depending on what the format is. Like, okay. I just don't know what Rice does. That is like, I think at best he's going to be a guy that maybe you're trying to flex. Yeah, and those kind of receivers, like that range you talked about, is kind of a dime a dozen. Like yeah. in, in today's NFL, so I I don't I don't I I'll shoot for some upside. A little more upside elsewhere, because I think I know what Rasheed Rice is, which is a fine player.
0: Yeah, no, I, I agree with that. Um, you're uh, you're really on a Raheem Jarrett kick here. I think the last pod you mentioned, you, you talked about him being better odds of being a round one guy than a round four guy. We talked about that. We had a little yeah, bit we did. Yeah. Bet. Um, interesting. Well, because right, one well, that,
1: one was zero percent and one's three percent, but guess what? Three is more than zero. Last time I went to math class, so um,
0: <laughs> that hence why I made that argument. <laughs> um, all right, well, that is gonna do it for round two here. I'll recap this real quick, and then we'll get out of here. Two o one, Michael Mayer. Two o two, Sean Tucker. Two o three, Will Levis. Two o four, Tank Bigsby. Two o five, Devin Achain. Two o six, Israel Abanaconda. 207, Kenny McIntosh, 208, Kendry Miller, 209, Tajay Spears, 210, Jalen Hyatt, 211, Cedric Tillman, 212, Rasheed Rice. Um, That's going to do it for us here tonight. Uh, Let us know what you think of the teams. Uh, Maybe we'll post these on Twitter this time. I know we've talked about that a couple times, but maybe we'll actually do it. Um, I
1: posted it last time we did one of these. Did you? Uh, I posted in our Discord. I didn't tweet it. Ah, no. uh, okay,
0: okay. Yeah. Got there. It is Discord. Uh, another perk. Got to be another there. Um, Watch out for the spam. It'll get you. It, we, it had will a, not we had an in, inside it. joke.
1: We had a member get their account hacked today, and they wouldn't stop posting spam. We unfortunately had to kick them out until they get that squared yes. away. But They'll be he's back. more than more than welcome to come back. Otherwise, he's yeah. been great.
0: Yeah, we reached out on Twitter. Um, we're working on it with him. You know, we all good fun yeah all good fun but um yeah maybe we'll post these discord maybe we'll post it on twitter let us know what you think but that's going to do it here tonight for us uh as always i'm colin and this is austin and have a good one